Welcome to the Play Cousins Podcast, a dose of healthy conversations with your Play Cousins. show for the season and this show is titled the obsession with humbling black women but welcome back to my beautiful ladies how y'all doing good all right at the beginning we do like a little check-in and see how everybody's doing so uh t dot let's go with you first how you how you feeling on this fine day Amazing. The sun is out. You know, most of the time the buns are out. So, you know. <laughs> Especially, you know, like real quick story. And not that I have them because I don't. But every time I go live, I'm just like, wouldn't it be really messed up if like in the back you could see like a big old cockroach crawling up some <laughs> wall or my wall or something like during the recording? That's like one of my worst fears. <laughs> You are hilarious. But How I, did we get here? I know, right? I just, I, I don't know why I always think about that. I'm like, oh my God, that would be so <laughs> But yeah. <laughs> Kill me. How you doing? Um, On the inside, I'm about an eight. On the oh. outside, I'm nucky book right now. <laughs> Crime mob. Okay. Okay, so explain like explain the eight. You said you're doing good, so that's pretty good. I have one out of ten, is, and the eight is pretty good. So, but the nook, if you book, we want to know why you're trying to, to book on folks. Um, yeah, my contractor, my old contractor is coming back like herpes, and why is why is the contract coming back? Um, all that bootleg work he did is coming back. Like the herpes state of my existence right now, and then you know living in the city, parking is a commodity. So people parking in your spaces beyond the pearly gates. <laughs> okay, so you know, oh, yeah. what do you do if somebody parks in your space? Uh, you get it towed. <laughs> you get the car towed. Yeah. Um, it's a whole bunch of steps, but they got told I, I, I was supposed to park in a temporary parking space, but then that wasn't available. So my $4.99 ice cream was melting. <laughs> so why do you yeah. have parking a, um, a temporary space because someone parked in your space? Yeah. Cause you got to wait for the tow truck to get there. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. So it's no parking on top of somebody's car. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> One of my neighbors did say if it was them, they would have uh, parked in the back of them and then just stayed there. But then someone would hit me trying to get out of another parking space. And so, sure. you know. <laughs> but the person did report their car stolen. I saw it on the Citizens app. So, Oh, no. It's, it's, <laughs> your, your car is perfectly safe in the tow yard. <laughs> right. Go find it. Right. Oh my God. 
Well, good. I'm glad everybody's doing pretty good. How are you? You know what? I'm I'm good. I think I'm like a, you know, like maybe a seven or something. Okay. Maybe higher than that. Maybe an eight too. Yeah. Okay. Like, got my A B on the roll. You said what? We A B on the roll. Everybody go higher. Praise, you know, it got an allowance. <laughs> I'm pretty good. Yeah, like things have been great. I'm kind of sad that this is ending though, but it's also good. I'm y'all see me looking out. My dog is over here hitting all types of gymnastics, somersaults, like giving Gabby <laughs> a run for her money. Like, and I'm just hoping that he doesn't tear out my wire. I'm just like, what's going on with you all of a sudden? Would you did you give him them treats again, Chad? He just jumped up here. I'm like, would you chill? So he jumped up here. So maybe he will. But anyway, let's get right into the show, guys. Okay, uh, did anybody watch the verses? Yeah, you did. It was some good time, laughter. Now, all of the songs I did not know, but I do have to admit, when Shootout came on, I lost my mind. Okay, that was my low key jam. Like, <laughs> and I don't care, judge your mother. Like, I don't care who wants to judge somebody, but that was the jam. If you're from Atlanta, yeah, that was the jam. I didn't get a chance to watch it, but I mean, we remember those songs growing up in with the late 90s, early 2000s of watching um, Soldier Boy Crazy Ass and um, Old Problematic Ass uh, Bow Wow or Lil Bow Wow at the time or whatever. Bangers yeah. that they came out with did keep us activated in the club so i think we got a little video of somebody who uh was feeling the same way about the music indeed versus bow <laughs> y'all i'm about to be like I ain't never had nobody show me all the things that you could show me in the special way I feel when you <laughs> be together, baby. That's what you told me. even need to watch the verses because it brought it back home to me. How did y'all feel? Well, I know you said you didn't see it, but is that how you kind of felt, uh, Kilby? Well, how was that? Uh, not quite. <laughs> you know, that was a little younger than me. The tunes. I can say I feel like I can relate more to Bow Wow's catalog. Um, really? Why? Soldier Boy. Like, I think Soldier Boy definitely was the club, but like close to people my age. I think that Bow Wow had a whole bunch of other people on his song that we could enjoy. Yeah. Um, Soldier Boy and the Booty Meats. Like, <laughs> some of the songs were very remedial ISS. <laughs> um, it definitely it was not and it was not it for me. And then he played the same song three times. Like, 
I heard he did that three times in which kind of they said upset Bow Wow just a little bit that he was playing the same. It song. definitely did. He played the feature. Like, like it was like Bow Wow was like, Where's your verse on this song? <laughs> like, where's your verse? It's verses. Where is your verse? <laughs> he was playing the best verse and it just wasn't his. He was playing to win. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> yeah, it definitely was. I could say maybe Soldier Boy should have been on a producer's battle because he's definitely produced songs. But so I thought in verses you could actually play songs that you produce too. But this one was for artists. Oh. The matching wasn't right if it was for production. Mm, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Because Soulja Boy was playing Nicki Minaj songs, and it's like, sir, nobody knew you did that. <laughs> he was letting y'all know. But I was about to say, I think that's why he always is screaming that he's doing stuff, because people don't know how much like Soulja Boy has actually done, and how he has had his hand, you know, in a little bit of the a part of the culture. And people don't, I guess, respect him for that, so he feels like he needs to let everybody know. I mean, Bow Wow did try to one-up him with a, a Destiny Na Destiny Trials track, and he was like, but I got Beyonce. So, I mean, half a dozen and half a dozen and the other. Like, I think they both have impacted culture um, through songs, movies, mental health, like awareness. <laughs> <laughs> You know, sometimes you just kind of be like, how long are you going to live in yesteryear, though? Like, like, what are you kind of, like, doing currently that's going to continue to make an impact instead of just talking about what you were the ones who start? Like, can we talk about what you're currently doing? I think that making Clap, Clap, Clap is his new song, 2020 song. Is that? That was a movie. Soulja Boy got TikTok. Bow Wow on that loving hip hop of the young people. What is it called? <laughs> <laughs> that show. Is anybody? <laughs> the young people loving hip hop. Growing up hip hop. There you go. Right. You couldn't even remember what it was called. So I don't really. Oh, they did have a Romeo come out. Soulja Boy did. Yeah. Broker that deal. <laughs> Yeah, okay. I was surprised he smoked the way he did on Versus Trilla TV, and Snoop wasn't even smoking like that. Such a boy got one of them chain game problems. Yeah, when I was he in and out, and yeah. he was always had a something in his hand, he did. I mean, shout out to them both. Like, they deserve the flowers. <laughs> <laughs> and for impacting the culture the way they did. We Forget y'all. <laughs> Forever. Y'all made the baby's breath. Just we would never even say Soldier Girl, because listen. <laughs> if it was no Soldier Boy, it would not be no Soldier Girl. Who's Soldier Girl? You don't remember the girl on the train? And she was well, she she was disrespectful to the old lady, but he she was like, she'll yule that old lady like she was on Marta. Oh, unofficial soldier girl, right? Not his. Arm. No, she said her name was Soldier Girl. She was yes, Omarda. I I remember that video. Yeah, I, I would have thought about that now to show this video, right? 
that would have been hilarious. But yeah, okay. Well, moving left and right along. So we have a segment called Let's Go to the Car. I was <laughs> I was when I tell you I was cracking up at this video. Maybe we should show the video first and then get into the question. So the video we're about to get ready to show is a video with uh the brat uh, correcting Wendy Williams. I've never been attracted to you, girl. All right, well, okay. If I was gay, would you like me? <laughs> no. Nope. How dare you? What's you wrong? Fly? What's wrong? I'm fine, but not for you. No, yeah. You fly, but not for me. I already had my baby, too. I had my forever already. I would never disrespect oh. her. No, I'm, not, I'm saying if she wasn't part of the picture, how am I? No, no. I, I mean, I love you, but I wouldn't want to get with you. <laughs> well, right. So, <laughs> a little background on that. Apparently, Wendy Williams was under the misguided interpretation that uh, the brat tried to holler at her. And the brat was like, no, 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 no. I never did that. What I did was when your, uh, when your show came out, I DM'd you because you seemed like you didn't have any friends. And I was just trying to be cool with you. And she was like, I never wanted to talk to you. She said, please understand that. So I was cracking the hell up that how can people misinterpret things? And so Wendy Williams was like, girl, stop playing. I got the text messages. And the bread is like, well, please show them because I have the same receipts. And I wasn't trying to talk to you. And y'all heard the rest about how she was like, Wendy Williams says, if I was gay, if I were gay, would you try to talk to me? She's like, no. And she's <laughs> surprised or whatever. And that's one of my issues with straight girls, too, is like, girl, everybody don't want you, okay? <laughs> Whatever. But so here's my question to y'all. <laughs> Have y'all ever had to correct someone uh, who tried to shoot their shot or who thought you shot your shot at them? I think I said that right. <laughs> <laughs> Have y'all ever had to correct someone that you, in fact, were not trying to talk to them? I have, but I also have to acknowledge I have a flirtatious like demeanor about me. Definitely if I get a little saucy and the big eyes don't really help all the time, but <laughs> <laughs> they like, oh, you got them dreamy eyes pointed towards me. Yeah. And I, I call people babe for a while and I guess gotta stop all that. Yeah, I had to you know, touching on people and stuff. <laughs> you want them. Ah, you don't really want like to have somebody get upset with this because they said y'all got me and y'all out here taking the men that I'm trying to talk to at the bar and me and Swanda actually was joning these people at <laughs> <laughs> the bar and they always think somebody trying to talk to them and it's like nah bruh that's part of my flirtation though me joining on you <laughs> Don't have won't nobody ever really know if you talking to him or not. <laughs> well, what kind of, what in what way will someone know without a shadow of a doubt that you are trying to talk to them? Well, like Twanda, you in a relationship. How you get your man? Did he hit on you or did you hit on him? <laughs> <laughs> um it was a kind of a bet. Like he so got my number from from his sister. Okay. But then we started like betting on football games, and then the rest is kind of history. That's how y'all got together. Okay. Yeah. He and did pull out a zodiac thing though. He was like, "Oh, you're a Sag, and I'm a Sag," and neither one of us, in hindsight, believe in that. But 
he did use that. So y'all two Sagittarius. Okay. <laughs> I heard what you said. Terrorist. I heard what you Terrorist. said. <laughs> Trying to blind it on in there. <laughs> now, have you ever, have you ever shot your shot at somebody and they sent your ass back to the bench? <laughs> Y'all ain't know. <laughs> no. Y'all don't. I, I mean, I will say this. I don't, like, I'm not afraid of rejection, but I also, like, read the room and the temperature in the room, and, I like, I can kind of know whether it'll be a win or an L for me. So I haven't been, when I was in high school, I didn't get rejected from me. <laughs> he was like, no. <laughs> I was like, is it my um my head that I part down the middle of put some on it? <laughs> but no, I um uh, yeah, he sent my ass right on back to the bench. But um I don't like now I would I don't know pretty direct now if I'm interested mm -hmm. in but I also I've gotten told by my friends that I friends on myself a lot too. So I maybe mm -hmm. I just don't know what I'm, but I guess that's a different conversation though, but <laughs> Have y'all have y'all ever tried to shoot y'all shot to anybody and it just didn't work? I I hate to say that I never really shot my shot at anybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which is that's kind of sad in hindsight though. Now, would you be embarrassed if you like tried to talk to somebody and they were like, no, no. I don't think so, right? You just, you, I've been rejected from like a job before. So a person is like, oh, okay. It's a million, y'all. Right. What about you, Kilby? As my sister would say while we was on the trip, people like you and you don't even like them. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Um, Have I shot my shot? Yes. Uh, I haven't been shot down thus far. I have not. Um, I think I read the room. Yeah. Um, just, I'm also a vibe person, so for sure. I definitely have to have chemistry to be like, oh yeah, I'm gonna shoot my shot. Now, like, oh, I think that person looks nice, and let's just go from there. Like, I have to have more substance. I got you on that one. Okay, yeah. man. Well. That was, we just had to run to the car real quick and do what we had to do with the family. So <laughs> then we're going to move on to the next segment. So one thing I want to talk about as this is our last show, I kind of want to do a quick little recap. So like anybody who hasn't seen the show before, if they are watching this one, they can kind of get like some of the gems and takeaways from the shows that we did before. And I wanted to talk to each one of us about like the shows that we produced. So we're going to go through each show and just kind of give some of our like highs or our takeaways or things. <laughs> so from the first show, uh, I think, uh, Kilby, that was your show, right? Yep. So, uh, guess who's back? Not really guess who's back. Uh, we kicked it off on 420. Um, we talked about self-medicating. We just yep. talked about things that you can identify when you're self-medicating. And self-medicating is not just medicine. Yes. Um, it could be overindulging in anything. You might like to buy perfume. And you don't know your original body odor um <laughs> and don't have no counter space <laughs> right you might be not um running from problems 
And so therefore time management, um, it's a whole host of things that self-medicating can cover. Uh, We also kind of talked about the good and bad way of coping. What are triggers that might um, trigger you to self-medicate? So we just help you kind of navigate with that. We touched a little bit on uh, working through that and ways that you can work through that, uh, which leads us into the next episode, which was about therapy. And that's T. Yeah. And so, T. the next show was Zanny's, and it was the one that you. <laughs> so, tell us, uh, like, some of your takeaways from that show. So, on that episode, we had Ashley Rhodes on, and she's a therapist um, in Alabama. We had a host of questions that people sent in to us, and she helped us navigate through those. So, biggest takeaway is no, you cannot convince nobody to go to therapy. <laughs> Right. And therapy is not supposed to fix you. Yeah. It cannot. It's not supposed to fix you. It's supposed to help you think about things and think about yourself and think th- through things. So um, hopefully that episode got people thinking about therapy and if it was right for them. And we also talked about like different ways to, if you don't have therapy at, in your wheelhouse, other ways you can do it, like through journaling, through talking to your friends and other ways you can figure out your life, just sitting and spending time with yourself as well. So, yeah, so that was cool. And then the third show was Peel Cosby. <laughs> and, and, and we had our special guest, uh, Lenidra Danny Thrasher on the show. So with Peel Cosby, we talked about consent and boundaries. And I really feel like, <laughs> I really wanted to talk about that show because I felt like people still didn't really understand what consent meant and what like to have healthy boundaries even with themselves and their friends, parents, all of those other things. So we, uh, Danny is doing a pageant and she sat down and talked to us a little bit about her platform with her pageant, which is mental health and wellness. And she came on the show and shared her ideas and was a part of the, of the discussion talking about uh, consent and boundaries as far as like consent. What does that actually mean? Like what we got the definition of that. And like I said, boundaries, what we talked about being uh, boundaries in your childhood, your own personal boundaries, uh, things you should and should not say to people. And even as an adult, like boundaries that you have with your parents, which can be kind of one of the hardest ones to do, I think, because sometimes your parents just always see you as their kid. Even if you start taking care of them, then they will always be like, oh, you need to do this. And you're like, this is my yeah. life. Okay, I got it. So yeah, so that's what we talked about with that one. The next show was Love Boat and Philby, that was yours. Let's uh, do a little review. Yes, we had a whole cousin gang. Um, so we had another dating disaster. We had Virgo as fuck. Um, come on. Uh, and then we also had the authorist, so-called Michael Jarrell. Um, And we kind of discussed just the different types of shifts. So we learned about all of the shifts. So companionship situationships, yeah. your relationships. Um, it was some other ones. We discussed everything. Um, but we kind of level set title roles. Yeah. Um, I think acquaintances was something that I don't think we introduced it, but we just kind of went over the importance of setting up like where people are. Yeah. Um, also just 
to how to have that conversation. Um, as well as just, we talked about expectations. We dibbled and dabbled in a little bit of everything. Um, we also just talked about just the non-traditional or taboo subjects as well as being friends or being romantically involved with someone that doesn't align with either your religious beliefs or your sexuality um, and how you just navigate through that. Like, I think there's a consensus, you know, on some political affiliation. If you inform me on that, you kind of against me. So um, that conversation, I think, needs a part two as well, especially in respect to dating, and I think also friendships. Uh, we, I just saw like these travel group recently, we're talking about horror stories of traveling with your friends, and I was like, hey, hey. so. Horror stories of traveling with your friends? Mm-hmm. That might be a really good show to do next season, seeing as how like you travel a lot too, and like maybe some issues you've run into, or stories that we've heard like on a side note like kind of maybe like taking a detour to talk about like the issues of living in another country and thinking that you can tell other people how to live in another country i heard about a story of a people who were living in thailand i think and mm -hmm. they blog about telling americans how you can live in this country for pretty much free and like the people of the country were like Oh no, you got to get up out of it. Actually, I heard it on the Friend Zone podcast, and they um they ended up getting those people out of that country because mm. you know they were telling them like you can just work when you want to. And the people were like, we're so poor. Like, how can you tell people to come here? It was it was a whole thing. So I don't want to take up too much time talking about that. But you just made me think about that. That made me a pretty good show to do. <laughs> Check yourself. I'm moving to another country. They don't want you there. <laughs> but yeah. Definitely if you're not paying taxes. Right. That's what it was. Yeah, they weren't paying taxes and pretty much talking about uh, living for free or whatever. And they were black women. And you, come here, black folk. You can't do the same thing white people do. <laughs> that is a bar. Because I know plenty bar. of white people had done the same thing before. And mm -hmm. anything to them. But y'all take y'all black, female, lesbian selves over there. And you thought that they were going to say it's okay. Yeah, no boo. But anyway, shout out to them for um getting uh their visa revoked and getting that. <laughs> revoked. Right, having to be uh forced out of Thailand or wherever the hell that was. But anyway, uh, so the next show after that, our show two weeks ago was called Goon. <laughs> and and T-Dot was producing that show. Want to tell us about that one? Yes, so good was basically me asking my play cousins if me kind of talking about people is a problem. <laughs> so um, if you listen to it, you can figure out, I don't want to say what they advised me to do. I want you guys to go listen. Um, and a lot of people fell into some inboxes about um, their decision on that. <laughs> But um, we also talked about like what it means to talk about people, what is gossiping, what is just humorous banter between friends. And there's a, a line, but where is that line? So 
we talked about all that. So I want y'all to go listen to it and provide some feedback. Maybe y'all can teach us something that we don't know. Or maybe you can gather some jewels from my play cousins, the yeah. oracles. <laughs> Oracle. <laughs> so I wanted us to just go through that really quickly and talk about some of the shows. Like I said, in case anybody's watching this show for the first time, then you have a little bit of, okay, well, let me go back and see what whatever show was talking about. So I encourage everybody to go back and look at uh, any of the five previous shows as this is the last one and we are so excited. Please remember to like, comment, uh, subscribe, share, do everything you need to do. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Like button. Yeah, <laughs> hit that like button, comment, talk to us about what's going on or whatever. This will be on YouTube. That's why I'm doing my YouTube thing. Of like, comment, share, subscribe. <laughs> so we're going to get into this show. And <laughs> I, we were going to do a show about toxic happiness. But with everything that has just happened with people continuing to try and drag Beyonce, I thought that this conversation was needed more as this is the end. And I want to make sure we are left with something that we need to talk about as black people and the world needs to know about this. It is the obsession with humbling black women. So I got a little video real quick. Uh, we'll talk about uh, why we're showing the video. And this is a appreciation, Beyonce appreciation post. Amen. Come on, Beehive. <laughs> that was just a, a little bit. We know Beyonce has, uh, I mean, so much we could go on for days with how amazing and wonderful that she is. But, um, like anybody great, including myself, I'm just like, like anybody great, uh, Beyonce had a hater. So at first I was like, I don't even know where I want to start with either talking about Beyonce or talking about just women in general. I think I'm going to start with Beyonce because this whole thing was fired by her. By her. Um, a um, piece of feces named Maurice Samuel Young, a.k.a. Trick Daddy, had some pretty <laughs> negative Florida Evans. <laughs> <laughs> remarks about Beyonce. I'm pretty sure that everybody's seen the video by now. If you haven't, what's wrong with you? But essentially, uh, his remarks were that Beyonce is not a singer. Not a singer, a singer. He said that he does not feel, in his opinion, he said that he feels like Beyonce is not one of those singers that can take you to church. His idea of a singer is someone in the way of a uh, he cited Alicia Keys, um, Adele. I know, head turn, although I'm not here to talk about her voice either. But cited mm -hmm. as saying that that's the type of take me to church, uh, type of singers that he loved. And he cited a few more and said that Beyonce is one of the greatest entertainers of our time, however, she is not a church singer. Um, and he wrapped that up in this is my opinion, which I don't know why people think that their opinions are protected. Now I had a podcast. Um, no, I'm sorry, not a podcast. I do a show called Platform Speaks, and I talked about this on the show called The Platform Speaks. Now, uh, there is a difference between facts and opinions. Um, 
like I said, opinions are not protected and opinions can in actuality be false as hell. So let's just talk about Beyonce and how she sings. Let's talk about her vocal range. Beyonce's vocal range is between a three and a 3.5. Uh, her scales are G2 through G number five, F6 and D5. She is equal to singers of Tina Turner, Tina Turner, Michael Jackson, and the longest note that she's ever held was someone said 14 seconds. Um, there are a host of other facts about Beyonce that contributes to the fact of why she's not just a good, decent, she's an amazing singer. Beyonce can hold down a two-hour, three-hour, whatever concert for those people who've seen her in person, they already know what her vocal range is. From high notes to low notes, Beyonce got it. So at this point, for someone to say that Beyonce is not a singer, that is, excuse me, fucked up ass information. It's not an opinion. You're hating. Like, it's not an opinion. You're hating. You can't even talk and do your stress test at the same time. Get along, dance. <laughs> exactly. I struggle with breathing from walking to my door to my car. Beyonce holds a whole concert. And let's just talk about professionalism. And when someone comes for you at your job, I made right. a point in that at any of our jobs, if anybody came to any of our jobs and told us, you're not good at what you do at your job, any of us would be offended by that. So why is it that people think that they can tell Beyonce, Beyonce is a singer. This is what she get. She's get paid. She gets paid to entertain. She is a singer that entertains. This is her job. So for anybody to come for her job, none of y'all would like. And of course, people um, had issue with <laughs> the Beehive, who came for him and put negative ratings on his restaurant and said the food was nasty, knowing that they had never been outside of whatever community they were from, let alone in Miami. Which <laughs> wait a minute though. Yes. Wait a minute. He actually left out the part where he said she don't care about them folks. And that she ain't never did nothing for the community. Thank you. and I want you to clear that up because you wrote a beautiful post on your page letting people yeah. know all of the be good things that Beyonce has done. So Kilby, at this moment, I want you to I'm gonna turn this over to you so you can correct him because with another opinion, your opinions have to be based, or at least they should be based in some type of facts. Otherwise, you just sound like an idiot. So, Kilby. So, my post is basically that Trick Daddy can't talk about doing nothing for the community outside of giving diabetes and styrofoam box. <laughs> it's 2021. Let's just, let's just, let's just use 2021. We are six months, 28 days in the year. Yes. <laughs> Beyonce has given $2 million worth to black people only. She said black people only in Houston, Atlanta, New York, LA, and Minneapolis in 10,000 denominations for their small business. So you girls with the picture list, Beyonce probably hooked y'all up with $10,000. She personally, out of her own pockets, not not her Be Good Foundation, not Park Avenue, not Ivy Park, not even Chloe and Haley's son. She gave six 
million to essential workers and families affected by the pandemic. He also patronized, and if you need to know what patronized means, that means that you actually paid for someone's services or products. He patronized and gave free advertisement to a thousand black businesses. Yes. One, zero, 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 meaning more than you not reposting your friend's business on Instagram. She also gave personally $1 million to the NAACP. In February, she gave $5,000 each to 100 individuals who were about to get evicted from their home. She also provided three tons of toiletries to Houston after the storm. And she gave $3 million to bail out protests. All in 2021. And this is all in 2021, right? Is yeah. Over the span of what Beyonce has been doing this for about 20 years. Well, over 20 years, because she's almost, she's actually with 39. I think she'll be th 39 this year. Mm -hmm. yeah, 39 this year. Um, no, actually Beyonce will be 40 this year. So Beyonce has been in the, in the public eye for years, helping out people, doing what she needs to do. She never comes for anybody. She's not had any type of negative publicity with, Another celebrity as far as like, you know, going the back and forth or whatever. She's always rising above. And this is why the Beehive sticks up for her so much. And she does so many wonderful good things for people. And for Trick Daddy to just seemingly pick on her or say she's not good at her job, like, we're not standing for any of that. Now, I'm not the Beyonce type of fan that will <laughs> go out of my way to make your life difficult. But I applaud all of those that do. Because, <laughs> because some of y'all, some of y'all need y'all businesses to get terrible ratings. Some of y'all, when you say negative things about her just because you're hating, some of y'all deserve to lose your jobs. Yes, you do. You do. Like, y'all always having y'all cousins and them roll up on somebody that stepped on your shoe in the club, but y'all think y'all can come home and, and mess with Beyonce? You know, right. Like, I just, it was offensive to me i don't like to see black women particularly black women who work so hard like i don't think that anybody could ever come for beyonce and her her voice and her work ethic this woman had twins and seven months later put off pull off coachella like right. twins and do mommy thing and then got her body back together after having twins and held down that epic show like how do y'all feel about Beyonce or this whole situation, K, uh, a T dot. We, I'm sorry to say K dot. <laughs> Put us together. Why <laughs> don't you go first? I'm, I am, I'm going to say I'm beehive adjacent. <laughs> like I don't, I don't go, I don't stand, stand. I've never been to a Beyonce concert. I'll listen. The only real album I've ever had was no, no, not even album. Single, no, no, no. Back in the day, Destiny's Child. or no? <laughs> it was the single. It had all three. I think it was like three of them on there. I think it was <laughs> so. But what you, you can't deny her work ethic. You no. cannot deny that she can sing. Now, probably an unpopular opinion, and I'm about to get drag drug on YouTube. But 
I think her. Wait a minute, girl. Think about it. What you saying? Right. <laughs> no, I think her singing has gotten better over the years. Like she's trained her voice to be better and better. Yeah. So it, I don't think she's. I think she sounds wonderful, and I think like the growl in her voice that she has now is definitely church. You can't deny that that is not church. So, you know, we know Trick Daddy has issues. We've heard that he um, he doesn't always take the meds that were prescribed. Instead, he prescribes his own to himself. And so, you know, sometimes you just got to, you know, when you see the crackhead on the street bothering you, just let him be the crackhead on the street. Like, Right. I just have to understand that it's the mental illness talking <laughs> person. <laughs> I cannot. What do you think? I was also pissed off at the fact that when Trina was like, nah, she the queen, and they start coming for her, talking about how you gonna bite the hand that feeds you. And I'm like, <laughs> Trick feeding himself. Yes. And his addictions. He not feeding Trina. Like, Nan would not be Nan without Trina. Like, stop it. Like, the song was a duo song. Like, Trick just on that song, would you really be listening to it? Exactly. But how many years ago was that? It was so many years ago that you can't even say that Trina ain't been feeding herself for a long time. Yes. Like, women ain't nothing if they aren't attached to men is essentially the messaging that people were trying to say. No matter all the things that she's done, she ain't nothing if she stands by everything that he says. And I, you can't do that. You Even with your friends, you gotta tell your friend, now you wrong, boo. Like, that's it's not it. Mm -hmm. I wanted to, um, we're going to play a little game. Okay. Uh, yeah, I need you, I need my ladies to get out pen and paper. We're going to try to go through this because we have a, a few of them to go through. Oh. I want you all to um, call out the disrespect. I'm going to, I'm going to ask y'all a few things and we're going to see which, which disrespectful ass human said this. Okay. Okay. Who wrote these lyrics. Oh, are y'all ready? Pencil and paper in. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Had to make sure because I just started. I'm so fired up. Okay. <laughs> so who, who wrote these lyrics? Listen closely. Blacks and whites, sometimes they mix, but black girls only want your money because they're dumb chicks. Was this A, Kid Rock, B, Chance the Rapper, or C, Eminem? I'm going to read it again. Black and white, sometimes they mix, but black girls only want your money because they're dumb chicks. Was it Kid Rock, Chance the Rapper, or Eminem? Oh, I kind of want to say. Write it down. <laughs> who do you think it was? K-Dot, who you got? How you keep putting this together? <laughs> and I, we are a group, K-Dot. Wrecked myself. Wow. Okay, well. Say it together, y'all. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> see, see that? Who you got? Who you think said this? I want to go first. Let K Dot go first. I said Eminem. Who did you say? I said Chance, the rapper. I didn't want to say that, but I low key said it. Okay, so who said? Who said? Uh, so nobody said Kid Rock. Okay, but you, Kilby, you said Chance, the rapper, and uh, T Dot. You said Eminem. Okay, T-Dot, you're correct. Eminem said that. This was in 1988, though, and I understand. Oh, girl. So let me, let me, let me put that out. Disclaimer, we understand growth. Everybody has had some sort of growth in their lives. We get that. 
but this is what he said. He has since apologized for it, but this is a, an example of a man who benefits from hip hop culture. Now, uh, all of the black ass female dollars who once said this about black women. So moving right along. Mm-mm. Who said this? Um, dark skinned women should wear, I'm sorry, dark skinned women shouldn't wear red lipstick. Only light skinned women can pull off that look. Was it A, Lil Wayne, two, Aset Rocky, or three, Young Bird? Once again, dark skinned women shouldn't wear red lipstick. Only light skinned women can pull off that look. One, I don't even know who Young Bird is. <laughs> You do know him. You are in good company because most people don't. Uh, one, Lil Wayne, two, ASAP Rocky, or three, Umberg. Okay. Who y'all got? It's giving me um light skin vibes. <laughs> so who you think? Who you think? Uh, Kilby. I'm gonna go Young Bird. <laughs> I was gonna go Lil Wayne. Okay. Neither one of y'all are cool. <laughs> but I will say this. ASAP! It was ASAP Rocky who said this. Yes. ASAP Rocky said this years ago, I think back in like 20, it was either 2013 or 2016. He said this about black women. He also said he had issue with women, period, wearing purple lipstick, all of that stuff. But all of these men are on this list because they have made negative comments about dark-skinned women. We know that Lil Wayne is infamous for turning darker tone women around which i mean in my my opinion it's a save for dark-skinned girls because they don't have to be in his world or whatever because clearly he likes to disrespect women so i mean if y'all like skin women look y'all like that okay but whatever but um he's also been infamous for in his music saying he only likes light-skinned women and that he would never make another dark-skinned child is what he said and when someone reminded him before he said that, when he said uh, about his, somebody was like, but your daughter is dark skin. And he was, I think his rebuttal was, and I'll never make another dark skin child. Or he said, she's rich. So she don't have to worry. <laughs> oh, okay. But she's the prettiest out of all his kids. I, I mean, you know, I, I ain't gonna go there, but you know. <laughs> and Berg has said plenty of, um, things about black women that I can't call to memory right now because they are is is as irrelevant as his career. So um yeah, we're gonna move on from that one. Oh, I know who Youngberg is. I got it there. Amen. Oh, and he just had beef with uh what is it, Breakfast Club, whether it's spring break, whatever uh A one's new name is. That's the hit maker now, right? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Okay. Okay. So we're going to move on to the next one. Who um, disagreed with this statement? It was a uh, meme that someone put up on their page that said, you don't have to be mixed to be beautiful. Which one of these uh, black ass, dark skin ass men said this? Is it A, Tyrese, two, Gilbert Arenas, or three, Kodak Black? Oh, <laughs> yeah. let me tell you. Even if you said it, I'm not making go that. You, it was, you don't have to be light-skinned to be, no, mixed. It, it said, you don't have to be mixed to be beautiful, was the meme that was put up on the page. And one of these uh, ignorant-ass men 
publicly disagreed with it and doubled down on it and dragged a beautiful dark-skinned woman into it, which I'll get into afterwards. So was it A. Tyrese, or a.k.a. Cryrese, because he crying all the damn time, was it um, Gilbert Arenas, who always has issues with his baby mama, and, or was it the jailbird Kodak Black? No, I'm picking Kodak, so I'm going to go with Tyrese. <laughs> okay. Uh, T-Dot says Tyrese. Who you got, Kilby? Oh, I kind of think this is some F sh that uh, Gilbert said. Kilby, you are absolutely correct. Because <laughs> he be saying a lot of stuff like this. Did, did, did this just happen and he had to apologize? Yes, I think this happened uh, a few years ago. I can't remember exactly what year it was, but he brought on his uh, on the post. He said, exactly how dark are we talking about? Oh, oh okay. He even cited saying uh, she can't be as dark as Lupita because she... She looks good with the lights off, is what he said. And then about a year ago, he tried to apologize and said that he was ignorant. And someone told him, your daughters are dark skinned. Even though- Yo, ass mama. Yes, you're, you have two daughters and they are dark skinned, like your complexion. And he said they're mixed. And someone said no one would be able to tell. <laughs> so yes, he, um, he, Tried to apologize last year, but I don't understand why a grown ass man. Who, like, obviously, your mom is probably dark skinned too. You know, her mother before her and her mother before her. What's the problem with dark skinned women? So, yes, he said that. But the disrespect doesn't end there, guys. No. We have a few more to get through. Yes, it's going to be a lot of tragedy going on today. I feel triggered. Who paying for my therapy bills? Okay. <laughs> What celebrity inspired a union to change the dress code because of an article of clothing was called form fitting? Was it Leslie Jones, Rihanna, or Serena Williams? So a celebrity inspired a union to change the dress code because an article of clothing was called form fitting. Was this Leslie Jones, Rihanna, or Serena Williams? I'm gonna go with Serena. Okay. T dot, you got Serena. Okay, who you got? Same. You are both correct. Okay, the French Tennis uh Federation president Bernard Gild Gildici. I butchered that. <laughs> he introduced a new dress code because of Serena Williams cat suit. She wore a cat suit mm -hmm. because she had a difficult pregnancy and the cat suit allowed circulation. Uh, in her body, and the French Federation, uh, French Tennis Federation, never had a dress code prior. Moving right along from that, BS two. Um, which one of these statements was said about Meghan Markle? Everybody knows uh, <laughs> Meghan Markle for uh, turning up the royal family. Yes. <laughs> Uh, so what was said about her? Um, her acting style is just elementary. Um, or was it, why can't she stop? Why can't she keep her hand off of her bump? I think it's the latter. Why can't she keep her hand off her bump? I agree. Okay. 
I think that one was the easy one. So, uh, so listen, in the tabloids, when she was, of course, when she was dating, it was some racial things that were said in the UK uh, tabloids. But after she was engaged, got married, we knew that's when the real racism came out. Uh, even though the UK loves to pretend that they are not a racist country, even though we are people of the African diaspora and we speak English, we know, <laughs> you know, all that stuff. Anyway, we're not going to get into that history lesson. The OG colonizers, I said. They, they did it better than anybody else. They owe us. Um, but also, there was a side-by-side -side, um, tabloid from when, what's her name? Uh, damn, what's uh, Kate. Kate, when Kate was pregnant, with the first boy, Charles, I think that's his name. What George, George, George is the baby, the oldest one. And they said, look at how she tenderly holds her stomach. And when Meghan Markle did the same thing to, you know, holding her son and her stomach as almost every mother does do. <laughs> or holding her stomach by the same, uh, I think it was the Daily Mail, by the same uh, publication that, gave such accolades to a white woman for doing the same thing. So uh, that's a little bit of backlash there. I think we have one more. Oh, wait, Jasmine, have you heard um, they tried to blame some of the racism on Prince Philip? <laughs> what is I was it? like, that is very convenient to blame yes, a dead person. Right. <laughs> he can't defend himself beyond the grave. <laughs> Just adding that little piece of two cents. I read that the other day. I was like, that's Convenient. Girl. He said it. <laughs> Great. <laughs> yeah. So they can continue to pretend as if they aren't racist. <laughs> right. Shout out to the uh, British royal family. Um, last one here. What top biopic that earned over $130 million in the first three weeks at the box office excluded the stories of black women? One, the new edition story. Two, Ray, or three, straight out of Compton. Ooh, which one? Oh. You got? I'm gonna go with straight oh, out of Compton. Awesome straight out of Compton, though, for real. Because wasn't that Michelle? Right. <laughs> so not only that they um, they not talk about a lot of the black women that helped them to get to where they got to. They also left out the violent past of. A lot of the men, including Dr. Dre, who beat, uh, I believe her name was D. I can't remember her last name. I hate that. But um, she was, not was, because she's still alive. But um, he beat her because he thought that she had written something about her. And a host of other Black men stood by and allowed her to be beaten. And she still suffers today because of the beating from Dr. Dre. He's had a long history of beating women's asses including his ex-girlfriend of six years, Michelle, who he has a child with, and his now current divorce that he's going through. She even cited uh, domestic issues. And uh, none of this was put in this movie about their issues or um, any of the beatings or any of the negativity that they've done to Black or women in general. These are just a few examples of the disrespect people with their obsession of trying to humble black women and we're going to just talk about this just a little bit more black women get um dragged on social media every day and in real life too and everything is up for criticism our bodies education 
parenting, our appearances. How many times do black women have to, uh, like some people saying that the hair that grows out of our head is not, um, is not, you can't, it's unprofessional. Your, your natural hair, wearing a twist out or an afro or even wearing braids to work so you can have a protective style uh, is not okay. If a black woman has, uh, I think there have been pictures of like teachers who have booties and breasts that are not things that should be sexualized, but because y'all are sexualizing these women, it's an issue. And people being like, should this woman be able to teach in school? Should she be able to wear a, a, a dress or a skirt and some pants, uh, pants and a shirt because it's showing her body when if she's teaching like elementary students, I don't really think that they're thinking about that too much or whatever. Or maybe they are because y'all are sexual. My elementary school teacher had wide hips and a butt and she used to knock our desk over all the time and nobody was like, Miss, what is the world? Girl, she was thick with it. But okay. yeah, like she was old though too. She was yeah. like, when I was in elementary school. So like, they need to stop. This is black women being had body yaddy yaddy. Like for a very long time. It's nothing new. I think it's just sexualization. Yeah. We're gonna get into that a little bit more too. Black women are also criticized for having luxurious lifestyles. And Kilby, you talk about this a lot as a person with a lot of money. And I'll, I'll just get <laughs> criticize you and the fact that you've made a way for yourself and that you enjoy the life that you have and for the reward of your education and hard work well both of you all actually that you enjoy the life of traveling y'all just came from uh for kilby's birthday a beautiful vacation where y'all were i mean in, in the same clothes like i said y'all told up the internet i was looking at those bitches like they look amazing you know and oftentimes black women are criticized for that so this is a few examples like we could go on and on and on but you know i didn't we only have so much time to do this for this show but i want to ask you all as black women do you have an experience of someone trying to humble you or can you remember certain moments or time periods in your life where you felt like someone was coming for your body your life your education your anything that you have going on uh kilby let's start with you I think that people always associate women's success with a man being able to like alley hoop you up or like you pass you the ball when it's not true. I think, but more so, I've been seeing the all the men. I don't know if it was a convention during COVID and they all gathered, <laughs> but like it's just like saying when we bring out issues or have conversations around male and female interaction, it's mm -hmm. also like toxic masculinity. And then you got the men saying toxic femininity. And I'm like, that's not even a word. All lives matter. Like it's like, it's just so combative. Yeah, it is actually taking an accountability with the situation at hand, like warranty. I know deadbeat mothers. I know toxic women. It's not saying that does not exist, but I think that that narrative has been on TV. That conversation has been discussed. But at the end of the day, when you see a toxic mother, that's like because whatever trauma they had, they done brought it into their parenting. And then when you see them, they don't leave. Toxic men 
deadbeat dads, they leave a whole situation. They're not, they they act like their children are Casper. Like you don't need, they, they don't need food. They don't need clothes. They don't need anything. So I think that that's, I, I've kind of, I spare my energy. So I don't like hang around those people that like will attack things that I've had. Like most of that was like high school. But like after high school, I really don't have people around me that'll, you know, belittle me or try to humble me based on my lifestyle. I think it's more so now me being a woman of the world <laughs> and listening to stuff that people subject people to. And I'm like, no, this is not right. And I think ed- the education is a key part of it because if you really look at toxic masculinity, toxic femininity is not next to it. It's not a word. Y'all just made that shit up. I just had to say that. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's definitely a you know, response to men feeling like they're being called out. But it's like, if you're not a toxic man, we're not talking about you being toxic. Like your masculinity is not inherently toxic. It is some of the things that some of you all willingly participate in that makes it toxic. And when you know that you're behaving in a way that is hurtful to people and you do it anyway, based off the strength of being a man, that's toxic masculinity. So like, understand what we're trying to talk about. And even the fact that you came up with a word to try to make women feel less than that's toxic masculinity. Like is sexism is all lives matterish. Like it's completely all lives matterish. Yes, <laughs> literally, it is. What about you, uh, T Dot? Um, I kind of like Kilby. Like I don't. My guy friends, they. I guess we we banter in such a way that you they know not to say nothing completely crazy. Right. And I have no qualms about speaking up against things that I don't believe in. Um, but in college, I did have a professor and I went to all women's school. So it's weird that this probably happened. Well, probably not weird, whatever. But the dude, I guess he wasn't used to, it was a professor. He wasn't used to women actually having an opinion about something. Mm-hmm. And I have no idea what this class is, but I do know that they, he gave me a B minus in this class because I had an opinion about, he said something about like, yeah, you know, black men and, you know, we get out here and we have like this black man status like car. And so I graduated in 06 from college. So kind of dated myself, but he was like, yeah, that's the Chrysler 300. And I was like, no, it's not. <laughs> what would you like a status symbol wouldn't be a Chrysler 300. I can take my refund check and get the Chrysler 300. <laughs> he did not like that. He found definitely a way to give me a B minus. <laughs> and, you know, I ate it or whatever and just go and graduate because it was my last semester. But if I see him in the street, I'm going to tell him about his little Chrysler 300. <laughs> yeah, that is not, that's a dope boy car, but. <laughs> Right. With no benefits, no days off. Right. right. That's the one on the, the corner store. The, con- the right. corner boy, his vehicle right. is the Chrysler 300. Like, boy, stop. <laughs> and you a professor talking about the status symbol of Chrysler? Yeah. He could have said a Buick. I might have been like, you know, that's. <laughs> yeah. I feel like in the dating space, often too, like men are always trying to humble women, especially women who have a certain type of education. Well, like all women really, but it's all about like humbling black women to 
be like, if you're older, well, you must have done something wrong that you haven't found a relationship by now. Or, you know, or if you don't have children, it's, well, what, you probably can't even get pregnant, even though you actually believe in family planning, but whatever. You know, or it's like, if you're plus size, well, you're never going to find anybody because you're too fat. Or like, I've literally had men who came for my education being like, you know, you're too educated. You have, you have a master's degree. Who's going to want to be with you? Or really men who make less than me expecting me to submit to their broke asses. I mean, I'm not submitting to anybody, period. But like, you know, it's it's just like trying to humble a black woman. Like you have all of these things, but you ain't shit because you don't, or excuse me, because you don't have, you know, these things that I think would make you um, desirable or whatever. So I just wanted to speak about that real quickly about humbling black women. But I love that black women are firing back. Mm -hmm. this is like with Kevin Samuels and he does a lot of this humbling trying to humble black women by if you're not small enough if you make too much money if you have too many children he's all and I to this day I still don't understand why women listen to this type of stuff I, I honestly think that, that it does more damage than anything else but everybody will find an audience and he has found one in ignorant ass women who, who believe that they need to be humble but like I said before, I'm not even going to focus on those women. I'm going to focus on the women who are pushing back and saying that this is not what we're going to take anymore. Do y'all have any takeaways about that? I want also, I guess, just to let the audience know, because Dick goes to a women's college, but I also went to a historically black, uh, misogynistic high school because uh, <laughs> our principal, he saw my mama, he was like, my mother was was trying to have a meeting with him and he told her, I know the best interest of your child. She is one of my children. And she was like, what bills you paying? And um, I get the whole like community, um, you know, the principal of the school, I'm the children's father of the community. Totally get that. But I feel like, I think our culture, like black people in general, because of, just how patriarchy is set up. I think we've been doctoring the bad versus the good part of it. Yeah, for sure. In addition to, I want people to know, just as when people say I'm pro-black, doesn't mean you're anti-white. If you're feminist or pro-womanhood or womanism, doesn't mean you're anti-man. And I think that it's really about a conversation and then about being accountable versus doing that tit for tat i'm a one up you are just in combative like i see a lot of that go that's where shit go left yeah i think that's like where therapy comes in because some things some things are just ingrained in us unfortunately yeah. and if you don't see it if nobody points it out or somebody points it out and you just know it don't exist mm -hmm. sometimes you gotta sit with somebody to learn that, that you you're toxic. Exactly. Like you have a lot of toxic characteristics that you need to know about and you're aware of it. Now you need to change them because it's not right. anybody and it's not serving you contrary to your popular belief. It's not cute to be um, toxic. Angry. What's that? Angry. Yeah, it's not. Angry as hell. Yeah. I had to tell this dude who be like going at it with women and he's like, Oh, he brought this whole article about how 
gays and lesbians get sexually assaulted. And I was like, are you even reading this article? You just grab the thing. First off, they're highlighting that gays and lesbians get sexually assaulted because that's real. It's not saying that the aggressor is a gay or a lesbian person. It's just saying they get assaulted too. And mainly they get assaulted by heterosexual people because they feel like they're going to beat them into some submission. So like, you sure I really that? don't get what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Like, yeah, people are... It's so annoying, but I'm, this is why I'm happy that we're doing shows like this to open up these conversations and have people really recognize some of their issues with this, particularly with us having the background of therapy and always telling people, you know, understand that you have issues and understand that you may need to talk to someone outside of your dumbass homies, you know, who believe the same way and same things that you believe because that's not helpful. So, like, maybe go and talk to other people, talk to a trained therapist about some of the issues that you have. So I'm happy that we're doing this show to uh, alert y'all and some of y'all issues that y'all have so we can work through some things. So Right, because 80s, the drugs was real. <laughs> Instead of bashing women on there and talk about, oh, but it's toxic women, just say your mama was toxic and let's start from there. Like, it's, it was your mama who started this. Like, yeah. let's just... The drugs is real. Like Mendeecee uh, just saw um loving not what was it the rig family reunion. He uh, talked, he confronted his mama. Bambi confronted her mama on one season. Erica confronted her mom. Like it like drugs has a lot to do with a lot of how people abandon their kids. They didn't do right by their kids. But I think that people then they don't put two and two together and they just say oh my mom like it was toxic moms and it's like. You're talking about yourself. All this behavior on the internet about women, it's because your mama. Yeah. And I'm not trying to even be funny. Like, it is. It really is. People's well, it could be family. It don't actually have to just be mom. Nah, I like, mom. You know, like, patriarchy and, like, racism, it all boils down to, like, if you were on the bottom and you were struggling to get to the top, I think as a generation, we're afforded the ability to actually sit here and have these conversations to even notice that we're toxic and past generations, they were struggling and just trying to survive. They didn't have that ability to sit down and be like, Oh, this is toxic behavior. Cause they were just trying to survive. survive. Right. So I'm not saying it's just mama, but maybe it's, a lot of different factors. We have to view the different factors and then figure out how to move around those and yeah. survive in our own way in a different way. Not just survive, but thrive in our own way. We have language for it to identify what some of our issues are, like both of you all were saying. So now it is our responsibility to make sure that we're better and to like, if you plan better for yourself first, but then if you don't have children or plan on in introducing like a mate into your life, you are or friend. You are responsible for checking your shit and getting yourself together because no, you actually don't have the right to take your toxicity and push it off on other people. And expect mm -hmm. you actually don't have the right to do that. So this is why, again, why I'm happy that we're doing shows like this so we can, you know, whoever's watching this or paying attention to what we're saying so they can understand, check yourself, get into therapy, talk to someone, have a group of people that hold you accountable, hold yourself accountable. Like, mm -hmm of those issues that you've had before that are really prohibiting you from being a productive person. That's what we're asking for everybody to do. 
So that's the end of our hot topics about the obsession with humbling black women. We won't stand for any of that. We never have and we never will, child. <laughs> so as we near the end of the show and we're already almost uh, a little over an hour. So here's the last thing I want to talk about, guys. This is the last show, but this is, of course, the last time we're going to do this. Let's talk about some of the things that we have planned on as individuals. Uh, T-Dot, what are you doing? Do you have anything coming up? Or what are you currently doing, too, that people don't know? So my team and I are working on um, something for mothers and daughters to get to know each other in an adult kind of manner, like to know, not to give too much out, but just to build a relationship with mothers and daughters or females, period, like in your family. I think that's beautiful. We need I love it. Oh, girl. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> so always your team. So always the team. <laughs> Kill me. What about you? You know, I am trying to get black equity in technology. So that's my technology. We're going to start kicking off our 90 minute uh, live podcast. Um, we're going to be taking questions, but helping people navigate the industry, technology industry, as well as get your equity, um, along with like networking and stuff like that. Um, hopefully, fingers crossed, I will finish my renovation and then I can have my little nook so I can start, uh, not start, finish with my book. Um, what else is out there? And just coming up with some great content um, for PCP season two. Yeah. Really, um, what's going on? So hopefully we'll be, well, not hopefully, we'll be back. Hopefully it might be a bigger platform. And um, that's about it. That sounds lovely. Well, Chaz, the problematic one. Right. <laughs> you going back to Facebook jail? <laughs> I hope not. I actually deleted something that I knew would get because my sister, she texted me immediately and was like, are you just trying to get your 30 days? And I was like, yeah, I took it down. Look at you listening to yourself. Right, look. It was Tamika Flowers. Don't even give Jasmine that much credit. But she thought about it and took it down. So it's steps. It's steps. I'm proud of you, Jasmine. Thank you. And real quick, shout out to my sister for all but always checking me. And she's always a huge supporter of anything that I do. And she loves watching the show. So shout out to my sister. But uh, <laughs> Jamika Flowers. So here are a few things that I'm doing. So next week, y'all know I've been working out, trying to get my body together. That's going to be a, a whole thing. So check me out next year when I actually get it together. But anyway, <laughs> uh, next week, my um, alma mater, Clark Atlanta University, we're doing a takeover at Effect Fitness. So I'll be doing a little bit of like media personality work with that, talking to Dooley, who is one of the owners of uh, Effect Fitness, as well as we're telling everybody to come out. We're just going to, it's all about black um, fitness, health, all of that stuff. You didn't have, you don't have to go to Clark or didn't have to graduate from Clark in order to come. We're inviting everybody out. But also um, I'm thinking of, well, I'll talk about that later. I y'all know I'm a media uh, personality, and I do. I write for a blog called I Hear That Girl. Y'all can check out my articles every Monday. I usually write about beauty content, but I also talk to um, cultural uh, changers, influencers, whoever, actors, 
anybody. I talk to those people. I do media personality work. Just had an interview with Yandy Smith, so shout out to her and her Yale cosmetic. Not It's not cosmetic. It's skincare line. Right here in the heart of Atlanta. I have a show called The Platform Speaks that I do with Raheem. It's every other uh, first, what, no, what is it? The first, the second and fourth Sunday of the month. Y'all check that out too. And on top of all the other stuff that I do, oh yeah, I have a YouTube channel too. On top of all the stuff that I do, I am actually thinking about a career shift, but I'm not ready to talk about that right now because I need to do a few things to see if I actually do it. So if it works out, maybe for season two, I'll tell y'all about the career shift that I'm looking at. It may include me going back to school, which child, I cannot believe my mama's child, who is technically dyslexic, is going back to school. But girl, she's smart though. <laughs> so yes, we'll see about that. So yes, that's all that I'm doing. And I want to thank you ladies for this opportunity with this show. It has been amazing. And y'all, this is our last show for the season. I know. I know. We did a good thank job. Thank you. That was a slow clap leading to a fast applause. My goodness, I'm excited for season two. I think that if you have any ideas for us, I'm actually going to probably bring my real sessions on. Um, yeah, we're going to talk about this blended family stuff, maybe. Um, yeah. with the after effects of when people become adults, yeah. That's so, any topics, yeah, please hit us up, slide in our DMs. Y'all like sliding in Swanders, so. Um, you could slide on <laughs> depending on where I am on the screen. Netflix <laughs> podcast on Instagram, slide in those DMs. Yes, <laughs> I'm excited for season two. We'll see you at the end of the summer. Yes. The summer, I'll miss you, ladies. You guys. Thank you. Thank you for watching, everybody. Yes, thank you, guys. Y'all have a good one. Bye. Welcome to the Play Cousins Podcast, a dose of healthy conversations with your play cousins.